Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny VR. And today we're going to be looking at Kalis 1303. Then we're going to be giving our top five surprises of 2019. Thanks for joining us for episode number 31. residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would be completely creeped out because Dean is wearing his shirtless Christmas sweater and I oh. do not I <laughs> do not know what to think about. Hey, can you post a picture of you in your... You're ruining the surprise. Oh I was going to do a video gosh. of this. Oh my gosh. Oh, I am, I am not liking this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite creepy. And then when I turn around... It's just my hair, hairy, hair my, everywhere. My hairy back. Oh, <laughs> have y'all? Uh, Should we explain that first? I was gonna ask people town if they've seen one of those before, but it doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so for Christmas, there's this shirt that's been passed around for the last couple of years, and it made its way to me this year via my dad, and it is it's a shirt that looks like I am shirtless with tattoos, like Christmas tattoos, and. Uh, the hair is the creepiest piercings part. of like ornaments, ornaments. Christmas ornaments, yeah. and yeah, it's it's quite a spectacle. <clears throat> what does your wife think about that? She won't look at me. <laughs> I can see her because she's she's pretty like modest and like, just the way that she's kind of right. quiet and you know uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like. Does she listen to this podcast? No, of, no. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't, I don't Did you just say of course not? Almost? I almost said that. I don't oh. know. Who does listen to this podcast, but she is not one of them. Yeah, okay. She has listened to the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Well, do you know why I'm Johnny VR? Johnny, I do. Yeah, I'm actually a little baby. bit excited about talking about this. Uh, just very briefly. So my son got an Oculus Quest for Christmas. Now, I didn't know that much about, you know, VR stuff for the home until he started saying I really want an Oculus. And when I saw they were $400, I said, well, <laughs> that's not happening, son. But my son actually had a bunch of money saved up. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll pitch in on it if you want other people to pitch in and you want to spend your own money. And so he did. He had a bunch of money and he spent m most of his money on getting an Oculus Quest. Now, that's the one that you don't have to hook up to a computer, so it's kind of cool. You just uh, take it wherever you want to take it. And when I first put that thing on, I was blown away. I was yeah. like, serious? Like... It was so much more realistic than I expected, and the controls and everything just worked all really well. And I liked it so much that Dean came over yesterday, <laughs> and before we played a game, I said, dude, you've got to come up here. And I had Super Hot, if anyone's ever played that. It's basically like this action hero type game where every time you move, the opponents move and they've got guns and knives and they're coming at you so you can go really slow. That was kind of cool, actually. And like dodge <laughs> bullets and stuff if you're moving slow or you can speed it up. It is awesome. <clears throat> I, I want to play this as much as I can and I haven't played video games much since I was 20. I don't know how I feel about it because <laughs> it is a ton of fun. You're absolutely right. But So I played the game for maybe like five minutes. Yeah. But it could have been, you know... 12 hours because you kind of lose all sense of everything you 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 feel like i mean it's not as realistic as the room you're sitting in by any stretch 
but it's so immersive. Yes. You feel like you're there. Like I've tried to set things down on virtual tables <laughs> after I've played for a while. Like, oh wait, never mind. That table's that's not an actually actual there. Table. And that's the part that like so I think that I think it's really cool. But after those five minutes, it took me about fifteen minutes to really just reorient, reorient. myself and get to where I wasn't feeling like I don't know what's real right now. This it's really it's a weird. It's feeling. almost gonna. It's creepy. What I don't want to go in, but like what people will do with these things. It's gonna be. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. some. It's just not. It's wild. It's weird. I mean, like you see stuff like um, or read stuff like um, Ready Player One. Sorry, I was snapping there trying to think. Yeah, of that. yeah. Like just thinking of like that will be a reality one day. There, there already is. It's already existing. It's not near as um, as big as something like that yet, but it will. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Kids these days and what in adults these days because I'm enjoying it. I'm going to make a book recommendation that's not really totally related, but it made me think of that. So I have a friend that yeah. wrote a book called Studi where you are like plugging. So like as a student, you just have like this plug plug into you and you download all this information instead of actually have to, having to interesting. learn. It's a really interesting How do you spell Studi? S-T-O-O-D-I-E by Taffeta Chime. Interesting. Yeah. Has nothing to do with board games or VR no, it doesn't. headsets. And you know what else? But doesn't it's a ha- really good book. <laughs> you know what else doesn't have to do with board games? The poll that I did last night. All right. Now I have not seen this one at all. Oh really? So yeah. I thought let's just uh, let's go there. Who's hype for Rise of Skywalker? Skullwalker is that what I was about to say? That was the poll. That's it. Who We're is like, hype for Rise of Skywalker? Are we not like a couple weeks after the? Listen, we are. The tip off. But, I'm, the, but here's what I reason I the reason I put it that like that is I was thinking people who've even seen it can tell me if they're hyped for it or not. Because I thought, okay, we'll have a divide at this point. Half the people maybe have seen it, half not. And I mean, you know, that's not accurate statistics. But so who like who's hyped for it? Do you think that you think Meeple Town's hype for Rise of Skywalker? Is a two, there's one answer? I am exclamation point or nope? They are. What percentage? Hmm. 75%. 53. I mean, 56.3. That's in 56.3 says I am and 43.8% says nope. They're not. Did anyone comment about, hey, I've already seen it. They didn't. And again, it was one of those things where I probably posted it too late. (laughs) Sorry, Meeple Town. Well, I mean, we did get some votes on this for sure. So um, if you look at it later on, you'd be like, oh, it's it's not that percentage because other people will probably vote. But Dean, you're going to go see it soon? I'm actually wanting to rush through this podcast so I can go see it right today. after. Yeah, I'm going to go see it today. Okay. Not are till you, later today. But are yeah. you hyped for it? Yeah. I like I like Star Wars. Okay. What did you... Sorry, right, we're just going to go there real quick. This mm-hmm. is going to... This could fuel anger or joy. There's a lot of, like, serious feelings about Star Wars. Yeah. All right. What do you think about the last one? The the one with the Klingons? Is that what that... No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have enjoyed the new ones. I'll say that. The last one was bad. I, I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, I did. No, not for me. I liked... I liked... Sorry, I... I and I'm... Okay, so I'm one of those guys that watched... You're talking about episode eight, by the way. You're not talking about... Which is... Like, what was that? Something about the Jedi? I know. This last, is bad. The Last Jedi? This is why... So, let me explain why some people are going, Oh my gosh, don't talk about Star Wars if you don't know Star Wars. Listen, the first three I have memorized. I'm talking about the first original three, not... Episode one. The really dumb ones. Me, Jaja Binks. Oh no. You got that I memorized. have memorized I like so much. Then, whenever they came out with the new ones starting with episode number one, I was so hyped for it. I remember like we were dressing up, me and my brother and my friend, and I left that place going, 
And I wasn't, I was in high school at that point, maybe college, high school, I think. I was a, I was uh, either a senior in high school. I think I was a senior in okay. high school. So I was, a, I was in high school. So I was in high school and I remember leaving feeling a little bit, and you know, when you're that age, you're just hype for hype's sake. But I even, even in the middle of that, I went, this just wasn't that great. I fell asleep. Yeah. And then I watched the second one and I just, I've never watched the third one. Because I didn't care for it. I was like, these movies are bad. And then now they've come back out. And I'll say that when I watched the first one, which was called This Is Bad. See, this is why I don't know all the names because I lost excitement. Um, not Rogue One, but whatever the first one was whenever it came out. <laughs> this is good. Oh, I should have put all this You're up. talking about Episode 7. Episode 7. I, I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed Rogue One as well, which I think is my favorite out of all the newer ones that have come out. Those two were really good, um, but then that last that last one just has I've lost excitement. So I actually said I'm not hype for the Rise of Skywalker. Will I see it in theaters? Probably Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh my gosh, how did I forget that? Will I probably see this in theaters? Yes. Am I hype for it? No. I and also the reason is because I have heard so many mixed reviews on this. In fact. I did. I am prepared, Dean. Thanks for asking. This is kind of like a long monologue. <laughs> Dean, Dean has walked out of the room for this rant. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, right now, the critics' consensus is 55%. It's a splat. The audience score is 86%, which is really good. So that's a pretty big... You know how much I care about what critics say about movies? None. None really? percent. Really? Yeah. Okay, I I care, and this is why I here's here's why I care, and I don't care. I care because I think when people get on this hype train just because it's Star Wars or Marvel or whatever, it's amazing. Like there are people that love Aquaman, which is one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Did you see that? No. Okay, seriously, it's terrible. But people love it because it's superheroes. That for that reason, I like looking at the critics because I think most of them can separate for to a degree hype because i just love the ip versus how good the actual movie is sure for that reason now on the flip side separate those like i think it's okay to like a movie even if it's not a great movie because it's something that you really enjoy yeah not for me i'm different if it's not good i'm i'm i can love something and go that stunk i don't know why that's just i don't know if that's me being negative or not i just I don't understand that statement. What do you mean? I'm just saying, like, I can get all... I, it can be something that... An IP that I love. Like, they could come up with Back to the Future 4. Oh, an and IP if it's, you love, and if not it's, the movie. Yeah, gotcha. and okay. if it's a terrible movie, I'll say that wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, none of the new... Like, Terminator 1 and 2, great. The rest of them, meh. I mean, not... I mean, like, they're not the worst, but they're not that good. Yeah, I'm with you there, but I'm saying, like, they're... You know, this is... It bleeds into board games, but if it's a game that has a theme that I really enjoy... That sometimes I got what you're saying. Can I boost get what you're it. Saying. It's not going to make it great, you know. If it's not a great yeah. game or if it's not a great movie, it's not. But, but the, if it's something a theme that I really enjoy, it might make me enjoy it better because yeah. of what it is. But I don't always like critic. I mean, let me give you a great example. The critics trashed Lady in the Water. Remember that movie? I thought that was a great movie. You're nope. You don't. No you never seen that, that? the M Night movie with Paul Giamatti and all that. Okay, never mind. You're saying but a lot of things. That I'm I don't giving understand. you an example. I'm just giving you an example of. I don't. If the critics trash, it doesn't mean I won't watch it. I, I, I look at it kind of for some of those like heavy IP movies is what I care about. But you want to move on to talk about some board games? No, stuff? not yet. Because okay. I, you know, are we should, talk should we about, switch to movie critics? We talk about it. Maybe we might movie have to critic this podcast. 
So uh, our friend that we talk about, Jonathan, on here a lot. Jonathan is the most knowledgeable person about Star Wars that I know. Like, he is my Wikipedia for Star Wars. And I really could just sit at the feet of of Jedi Jonathan and, <laughs> and just listen to him talk about Star Wars. But his, if I remember right, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. I think he said Solo was his favorite of the new ones. I would like, like to... You know, since Disney took over, I think. I will say that I watched part of Solo and didn't finish it and it wasn't because it wasn't good but it obviously didn't grip me big time I'd like to go finish it though. it was okay that's what I was feel- I thought, it was feeling but- okay and I didn't feel like oh I gotta go finish this movie but I'd like to it is one I'd like to finish I don't want to be a movie critic by the way because it's it's either good or, or not good for me I just don't care enough to like delve deep in in most movies yep well let's delve right. deep into what you got for Christmas real quick oh yeah yep I'm ready for it all right, Are you ready? I go, you go. All right, go? so I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name them off. I'm, I go, you go, who go? I I go, I go. I Hugo is a great movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. That's right. It is. What a segue. It's the, a that's a great movie if you haven't the, seen it. The effects in that movie are fantastic. Oh, it's so good. That's such a good movie if you haven't seen it. Anywho, I got Endeavor, Age of Sail, one right. that I've been really excited he about. He has. For a He's while. talked about this one for a long time. I kickstarted the expansion. But he had did the not expansion the base before game. he had the base game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I'll pick this up pretty quickly. And anyway, months later, I picked it up. And I'm excited about that. I've read the rules and ready to check it out. I got, uh, what's the, the, uh, the Black Orchestra? I talked about this oh, a couple yeah, weeks really ago that done. I was really interested in. Yep. Um, got those two, the Wingspan expansion. And the glasses, the uh, the glasses that go on your phone for Chronicles of Crime. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm real pumped about that one. Chronicles of Did Crime you see is one that the, you see the new Chronicles of Crime coming. Yes, out? yes. I knew you would get hyped for that. Yeah, I'm real pumped about it. It's uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, millennial, millennial. I can't remember. Millennium. I can't remember, but it was. I'm, I'm, if you hear Chronicles a little typing in the, in the background, edition, I'll look it up. Yeah, we just actually I just saw something about that today, right? Yeah, because yeah, they posted the the box cover and it looks cool. Yeah, cool. Well, is that that it? That's all I got. Yep. That's good though. That's yep. good. Um, do you? I'm asking a quick question though. Do you kind of want less games for Christmas now that we're getting more because of the podcast? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got sure. a lot, a decent amount for Christmas, but I kind of went like I'm super stoked about a lot of the games I got, but I'm kind of like ugh. I got to learn, like, we learn new games all the time, and you got to keep learning. Even if they're games that I've played, which I've played most of these, actually. I think I've played almost all of these. I still got to go back and relearn them, because I forget how they're played sometimes. So I got Seven Wonder Cities. Would you like that expansion? I've never played Seven Wonder Cities. Yep. Okay. I would The really cities like, and leaders, I, I, I play with them all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. I've never played with them. A new game to me, Port Royal. Played it. I really enjoyed it for what it is. It's a quick game, pretty simple to play. Push your luck, absolute push your luck. I thought it was pretty fun for what it is. Um, Fields of Fame, which now I have all the expansions for Raiders of the North Sea. Uh, Isle of Sky, which is a game that I've just never owned, and I always it's probably my favorite pure tile pile pile laying game. That's that gross. <laughs> it's my probably favorite pure tile laying game. Uh, I also got the last three of the ones I'm most excited about. I got Lahav, which I've just wanted to own forever. And I can't wait to, I think I'm going to teach that to my wife this afternoon. Teach it to me. I love that game, man. I love that game. Mombasa, which I, we talked about, this is one that we're going to play over Christmas. Remember when we said that? So far, it hasn't worked. We haven't played any of the ones that we said That's that we right. were going and to. That's right. And we might not. Yeah. <laughs> and then, if, then one I've never played that I want to play more than anything is A Feast for Odin. I finally got it. This massive box 
cannot wait to play a Feast for Odin. That like, and Mombasa, like that I'm excited one. about, but I'm I'm super hype about Feast for Odin. I'd like I can't to play that to one play again. It. I I enjoyed my play of that, and uh, Lahav, I've only played the app version, so I really want to check that out as well. Yeah, it's Chronicles of Crime Millennium. That's what it is. Is the name of it? My goodness, that cover looks amazing. Fourteen hundred. Is I don't know if that's part of the name. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Notre Dame fourteen hundred. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, tell me what you've been playing lately, yo. All right, let me tell you what I've been playing lately, yo. I've, <laughs> Is there an echo in here? <laughs> so we got a review copy. I don't think I've talked about this in the past. Now, I've, I played this uh, a while back and just got another play of it last night. But that's Dragon Realm by Game oh, yeah. Games. This is a follow-up to Dragon Wood, which you have played. Oh, yeah. Played it, own it, my kids. Yeah, my, that was that was actually one of my first games I used to get my kids into board games that I try to rope them into board games. So I've played this game in the past. We recently got a play of it, actually last night, with our friends Matt and Selena. John, you've mentioned them on the show before. They're mutual friends. You didn't invite me over? Did not. <laughs> it's only a four-player game. You would have been the fifth wheel. <laughs> I want to come over anyway, sons yes. of guns. <laughs> and this is this is a, a game right game. Designer is Darren Kisgen. And uh, again, follow up to Dragonwood. And in this game, you are uh, pretty much collecting sets of cards. So you're collecting either runs or the same color or the same number. And you, when you play those cards out, you're going to get a, a die per card that you play. And you're going to roll those, and you're trying to roll certain numbers because you are trying to overtake these different locations. And you're going to choose which one you're going to take. For example, let's say that I want to go and take on this dragon lair, okay? So I would play either a run of three cards. If I did that, then I would get three dice to focus gotcha. on this specific area. Now, you have to choose. Am I going to, uh, oh, I'm going to forget them, search, sneak, or... Uh, storm i think that's right and so depending on what you play which type of like you know run or number or whatever that you play is how many dice you're going to get for that specific area so in one area it might be like you know six you have to roll six to sneak and a nine to you know search or whatever and then a ten to storm and then if you are successful you roll your dice and add up those numbers if you're successful then you place your worker on these on one of the spots there and once those worker spots are filled up then you get to take the card or split the points on there and then take the card if you have the majority of your workers on there okay they they both like dragonwood for the same thing they their kids really enjoy dragonwood they said this is just a better version it's it's it much sounds better. similar like i mean there's definitely differences for sure but there so, sounds like there's some very similar mechanics in it but it sounds more interesting it is it's a fun game the, the production is fantastic i think i, I love the I love the art, and it's got these uh, little goblin meeples that can come out, and they can take up spots on the the cards, which can mess up the majority, and they just come out randomly from the deck of cards. But the the meeples for those goblins are really cool. That's cool. I, it's fun. It's it's a fun you know light ish game that uh, it's good for families. Excellent. So have anyway, you, can, we have you played it with your kids yet? I have not. No. Um, but part of that is we've just been so busy. We've had a lot of stuff going. I haven't got a lot of plays of anything. Yeah. And with Christmas, they're all about video games and stuff. There but, you go. But anyway, that's Dragon Realm. Came out this year. Look forward to a video review from us at some point. Cool. Maybe me. But Sounds good. I actually would like to try that cause, just because I've played Dragonwood and see how it compares. All right, so a game I've been playing lately is one that I talked about last episode. It's the only game, Dean, that I bought between 
uh, Black Friday and Christmas, and that was ten bucks for a Steffenfeld. I don't want to say classic because um, some people don't like it a lot. Your All Vic. Steffenfeld games are a classic. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I love Steffenfeld, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know about that. Um, and this is one that you've wanted to play, right? It is. Yeah, really badly. All right, so in Jorvik, it's a set collection game, which I don't usually love set collection, but I really like auction games. And so it's it's in the, the mechanic that's used to auction is really interesting. So um, basically, you're going to lay cards out in a row, and you have meeples. You've got like four meeples. And uh, it depends on how many players you're playing with, I believe. But you have a, you have a, you have a group of meeples, and what you're going to do is on your turn, you're simply going to put a meeple under a card. Now here's what's interesting. If Dean oh. puts a meeple, I seriously under, in my mind I was like, How like you put underneath a it, <laughs> below a card. That's You're a like better way to say balancing it. Balancing it on the card. you put a meeple mm-hmm. below a card, and so if I put a meeple under on below a card, and then Dean puts a meeple below a card, and then my wife Larissa puts a meeple under a card, when it comes to the time to buy, I get first dibs, but it's going to cost me three coins because there's three people under there. And so then I go, well, three coins in this game is a lot. I can't afford that. Then Dean's up, and now it costs him two coins because there's two meeples left because I took of mine there. off. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. But then in addition to that, there's a row of cards up top. So that's the row on the bottom. Up top, you're actually going to take a meeple, put it on a card, and actually that's your card that you have available to buy and no one else could buy it. But if someone else goes, well, I want this other card and puts it, they put it to the right of that card. And someone else says, well, I want this card and they put it to the right of that. Then when it's my turn, it's not about how many meeples are under a card. It's how many cards are in that top row. So if there's five cards in that top row, it's going to cost me five coins to buy the first one that I took dibs on because I really wanted that card, maybe. Um, does that make sense? It, I think you, so. Like you, is like it, you really want the card, like, or maybe you want to go for some cards earlier that you don't really want, so that you can make less cards in that top row. Because if there's one you really want, I'm telling you, odds are there's going to be four or five cards in that row, and you're not going to be able to afford it. Yeah. So it's two di- kind of different styles, but similar of auction that's going on, and then you're set collecting. But again, I'm not a huge set collecting fan, but the way the auction works makes this game good. Now, when I played it with my wife, one versus one, a two-player version, it was pretty mediocre. I mean, to be real, it, it doesn't just, sound like it. No. Auction games tend to not be great at two players anyway. I like the I like the little crackle in your voice there. It was <clears throat> wonderful. Didn't sound auction games, <laughs> but it was like it, so yeah, exactly right. I agree with you 100%, Dean. There's very few, if any, that are really great at two players. But then I played um, Christmas. I don't know, a few days before Christmas with my wife's family and we played five people and boy, it was tense. Like, I mean, my wife got mad at me because there was a Loki card that let me move two meeples and it just made her not get the card she wanted so bad. And she was literally, she's going to listen to this podcast. She was mad. Like the, like, and it was like, and her family, like people were getting like, I don't know. We'll talk about Kalos and mean games. This one is, is, but this one is mean, but you have to because it's auction. Like, I mean, there's really, and I, now, yes, I could drive up the price for a card that just for the heck of it, but you have to, or you will lose this game. It's cutthroat, man, going for those cards. And I, I didn't love it, but I liked it. And I'm definitely going to keep it and, and, and play it. Um, it was a good, not great Feld, but I, I enjoy it. It's it's interesting. I would. I'm wondering, like the, you said, mean, but also just like 
I don't know, like, not random, that's not random, I guess, but, like, if you're the first player to put down there, like, you have zero control over who's going to place after that. So, like, where's the strategy come in? You can that? place yours on back on the same spot, too, if you wanted to. So, like, you could be the first and the third person. Okay. So, it's like, so you have... So, if it's something that you really want... But you, if but it's something the, you really want, you probably don't want to let people know. You probably want to wait and see what other people do. You might want to. You might actually put a meeple on one you don't even care about. Yeah, I need to play this one. I think. Yeah, it, it's it's hard you for me to wrap that. my mind around like how you would do well at this game. Yeah, I you guess, would. But. You will. You will. You don't want to show your hand that early. If you yeah. really want a card, you want to wait and see what happens. Probably, and I say that probably because you never know what other people want, and you kind of you have to really pay attention to what other players are doing. Yeah, and what you think they want, and try to get into their head. And you have to drive prices up because you want them to lose coins. I want to check this one out because the the auctioning sounds very different than most other auction. You know, I'm not auction is not my favorite of all the the mechanisms, but that one, the way it's done in this game, seems like it'd be. I think cool. you might like it. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we've been playing lately. All right. It's let's now your turn to say that. Get and now that's what we've been playing lately. <laughs> let's get on to our overview and review of Kalis thirteen oh three. Kalis 1303 is published in 2019 by Space Cowboy Games. The designer is William Attia. The artist is Andrew Bosley. This is a 2-5 player game, plays in 60-90 to 90 minutes for ages 10 and up. Kalis 1303 is a kind of a, a modernized, streamlined version of the original Kalis, which was one of the original worker placement games. And I'll just briefly mention, this is from the Board Game Geek page, some of the differences that you're going to find in the new version. You're going to have variability in the starting position. There's going to be characters with special abilities, and you're going to be able to transfer these characters to different players. Basically, you're going to be able to steal these from different players. And there's new graphics. If you've never played Kalis before, I'll go over a brief introduction of that. Now, if you have, you can just skip over all of this because a lot of this is going to be very familiar to you. But in Kalis, this is a worker placement game. You're going to start off with a set number of workers. In a two to five player game, that's going to be ten workers. Uh, and a three to four, three or four player game, you're going to have six workers. At the very beginning of the game, players are going to start off with a character that they're going to be drafting for the character. Just to give you an idea of what some of those character cards do, there's one that will give you an extra meeple when it's time to gather up your resources. There's one that will allow you to gain an extra point at the construction site. There's one that allows you to take the action of the construction site, having not placed a worker there at all. And there's a whole slew of other character abilities in the game. Then once the characters have been chosen that give you special abilities, then players are going to go back and forth placing workers along the road, different worker placement spots. Now once one player passes, then the other players can continue to place workers in those worker placement spots, but it's going to cost them an additional worker to do so. Once all players have passed, then you're going to go up the road in order taking the actions of those different locations, and they might be building new worker placement spots along the road. It could be gathering resources, gathering workers. It could be a, a variety of different things. Now, if you have built a worker placement spot, you're going to immediately take the points listed on the card. Then you're going to take one of your houses and put it above that card on the board. In the future, if anyone takes the action of the building that you now own, then you're going to gain a victory point. Now, one big difference in Kalis from other worker placement games is that you're going to be able to move the horse, which is the provost, along the road. If you have workers that are past the provost on the road, then you're actually going to lose your worker and not be able to take that action. 
So you want to try to keep the provost ahead of you in order to be able to take the actions that you placed your workers out for. Now once all of those actions have been gone through, then if anyone's placed their worker at the construction site, then you're going to pay goods, three goods of different type, if, as long as one of those is a food, and you're going to gain five points. And also at the construction site, if you have more workers there than anyone else and you've taken those actions, then you're going to be able to steal a character card from somebody else or take one of the ones that has been left over at the beginning of the game. And once all the actions have been taken, players are going to gain all of their resources for the round. They're going to gain three more workers back. They're not going to gain all their workers back. They're going to have to gain those from the worker camp. They'll get three resources and then anything else that is listed on a tile or a character card that they have will also potentially give them resources. Now we'll mention this in the review, but if you can't tell already, there's a lot of interaction in this game. And actually this game can be kind of mean and uh, it can actually be very mean but the, that comes with a lot of heavy player interaction so uh, and that's just kind of the the gist of the game you're going to play through nine rounds of that getting the most points and whoever has the most points at the end of the game anyway let's get back to the table and see what we think of Kalis 1303 <laughs> Alright, so back in 2005, there was a little game that came out called Kalos. A little game. A little <laughs> game that is not a little game. People love this game yeah. a lot. It's actually, the original Kalos is ranked. Do you know what it's ranked? Do you want to guess overall? Wow. you have any clue? I have no clue. Just take a, a guess then. 63. 54. That's a pretty good guess. That is yeah, not, not, not really, a bad, not a bad guess. You didn't have any idea. I've seen it before at some point in time, but I honestly, I, I knew it was on the list of the top 100, but I didn't know. Yeah. At all. Yeah. For a 2005 game, that's pretty stinking high. Yeah. I think, and so this year, it was re-released and with some changes. Apparently, now we're not going to talk about a lot of the changes because we didn't really know. The original game that well. I've, I played the app version of it, but between us, I've never it. played it. And I know that there are going to be some people that might be disappointed at this point going, oh, I wanted to hear a lot of comparison. If that's you, we Turn apologize. Radio off. No, keep listening. Oh, keep listening. Because, yep. I mean, we talk about things like, you know, shirtless sweaters and stuff. So it's worth a listen. <laughs> Wait, is the shirtless sweaters really worth a listen, though? Absolutely. It you is. can't even see it. Even if, like, even if it was interesting. Yeah, but your you mind can go wild. <laughs> anyway, we, we might talk about some differences that we think are different in the game. <laughs> that's, that's as best you we remember do. some of it, though. I, I think you so, do. yeah. I just played the app version of the game. but uh, I'll also comment on things I've heard other people who have played it. Yes. Um, just to kind of, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Dean. Yeah, so anyway, first off, let's let's go ahead and just jump into the art and components of this new version. Okay. And I guess we can do some comparisons on that because... Absolutely. It, the the other version of the game, the older version of the game, I don't think is the prettiest thing in the world. It's not. Okay. <laughs> so we agree on that. Yep, we can agree on that. Yeah. All it, right, but Kalos thirteen oh three is it's gorgeous. It is amazing. It's two so words. Andrew Bosley. And beautiful. Yeah. And amazing. Stop adding words. <laughs> that was good enough. <laughs> yeah, so the art we both are over the moon for we love the art of andrew bosley in general the logo is so cool it is the architect kind of feel and theme is neat it's he did a great job of course the, the the spots for the different uh buildings that go on the board are they look like this like blueprint-esque i guess yeah is that the right 
Yes. Verb- wordage? That is exactly right. All right. As you would say. It. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So anyway, the art is amazing. The production in general, for me, is just great. I, I love it. I think the you, you've got the, the custom meeples for all the resources, which are really nice. The I mean, it's really like a bunch of wood pieces, but the cardboard's thick. I Yep. I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's all good components. Like I said, I love the art, and the components are really good. I like how they're not just cubes. Really nice. That's nice. Nothing real to nice. complain about at all. Fantastic, it's actually. Real nice really surprise. good. Stop. We say that all right. too much. Do we? Including myself. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas season. Hey, Christmas. you know what I watched the other night? That Christmas I watched, vacation. No, I, already, I watched that, and then it reminded me of Vegas Vacation, which I haven't seen in a while. So you watched it? Mm-hmm. I did. It yeah. was, and I love that movie. All right. Okay, next. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the art and components we're big fans of. Now let's talk about the gameplay. That's going to be the, the crux of what we're talking about, right? It surely is. The bulk of it. All right. And you may go first? Yeah, you, you make started some comments. Off. You started off. Okay, so some things that I like about the gameplay, first of all, is um, I like the way that as the game is progressing, new action spaces are coming available, which I think is just, I think it's fun. I mean, because you, you're, as people are going out, you're, you're purchasing buildings, which is really neat. And so I may purchase a building, and then it's not only going to be my building, but it's a worker placement spot for anyone to go to. Well, the interesting thing is, is whenever I put that worker, that, that building out there, if Dean decides to come to it, it's going to cost, well, it doesn't cost him anything, but I'm going to gain a victory point. I think that that's neat. And so as the game progresses, you're getting progressively more um, powerful, maybe actions or ones that turn into victory points. Like early in the game, it's more about getting resources. And later on, it's more about getting victory points. And, and yeah, they are more powerful. There are more, you get more resources later on in the game and different things like that. I like how the game progresses uh, in that way, but I also really like how you, there's a, a place on the board where you can take one of the worker placement spots that are already out there and you give up a fabric to flip it over and put your building out, and then you get an extra meeple at the beginning of every turn. So you are denying people uh, those um, those worker placement spots, which you might do something like this. I, in the last game uh, that I played, I wanted to have, uh, I got a building that gave two wood. Well, what did I want to do? I wanted to go deny the only other worker placement spot that gave you a wood immediately so that people had to come through me to get the wood. Those decisions are honestly my favorite part of the game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there are a lot of things that I, that I really enjoy about this game, but I, I do like that, that kind of player interaction there. I like in general just like how you're building up the board in this game. So like, yeah. you know, I just think that's, that's a neat thing. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you just said, but I like the idea that I can build this and this is not mine and you're going to give me points for going here. Just like you just said, but but the way that makes it look too on the board, it's cool. cool. When you're building up all these new action spots, and I, I think that's cool. Now I feel like you're building something even together. Yeah, but it's can really can be cutthroat too, yep. which is interesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think some of the things that I really enjoy about it are the in general the player interaction. Now I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I'll, I'll get to this in the, my final thoughts. But it, the player interaction is is very strong with this one and like you you it's a mean game it just is and if you're playing with the wrong crowd this is not going to be a very fun game people are going to get their feelings hurt or if you just don't like mean games or if you don't like mean games that's right that's right you don't have to play it super mean right i mean we've talked dean and i have talked about this you want to play it competitively because you do i mean yeah i mean if if you're playing with a group that's not very mean i'm just thinking if i played it with my wife 
I think that we would we don't tend to go towards if we're going to be mean, we just want an all out mean game. This one kind of straddles like there can there's not it's not mean all the time. It's not like I'm playing Blood Rage and I'm going to kill you and that's all I can pretty much do. Right, right. <laughs> but there definitely is a lot of opportunity to be mean in this game. And so I think we would play it and not be quite as mean. Yeah, but there are lots of ways to be mean, I guess. Mean, mean you know, anyway. There are lots of it, ways to interact heavily with other players. Yeah, and, and mean, maybe that's the wrong word to say. Because you, you could just say it's not mean, it's the game. Right? It is the game, I that's mean, right, that's right. You know, so But some people take things, like in Jorvik, some people take things a little more personally than others. And some people don't mind at all. Right. So the ways that you can interact heavily with other players is uh, when you can steal their cards, their character cards, that can be harsh, but not the end of the world, right? Because you can steal them right back and you're just... You know, yeah, it just it is what it is. You're going to be taking each other's character abilities throughout the game if you want to. You you don't and, have to, and that's you're going to have to do that. Though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm saying like if you don't yeah. want to play with that much interaction, you just skip that part. You you just because there's options. You can either steal a card from somebody else, or this is when you the favor triggers. Um, so if I get a favor, I can steal your card, or I can take one of the special abilities at the top of the board, one of the special actions. And take a card if there's still one left at the top of the board. So that you're, that's very true. You could just say these are the roles, and you can't. We're not going to steal them back and forth, and that's that. Correct. You could do that, yeah, and yeah. it would be fine. Uh, the other way is that you know when you're moving the provost around, you can move the provost in a way to take an action away from somebody or multiple actions. So anything before the provost, those actions are going to trigger. Anything after yeah. is not. And so if you, I have a worker on a spot and you move the provost so it moves him behind that spot, well, sorry, you don't get to take that action. I don't get to take that action. That's the place that I think that you can have a lot of meanness, quote unquote, or not, right? Like in a game, you can absolutely continually you know, try to put the provost back. But as Dean's going to mention, it costs you a lot to do that. Right, Dean? Yeah, yeah. So you have to spend the workers to do that. You have to take the time to be able to, and to workers mess the other are up. And workers are very important because you have a lot of workers in this game, but every time you every time you use one, you're going to lose it until the end of the round when you're gaining your resources. But, you know, you might spend six workers or eight or ten workers this round but you're only going to get three plus maybe a few more. So you might get five or six, usually not many more than that back. Yeah. And so you have to conserve your workers throughout the game. And you don't want to necessarily do it unless it's really going to benefit you. That's true. It is really frustrating when you get a uh, a spot that you really want to go to and someone puts the provost behind you. You're like, are you kidding me, <laughs> Dean? And that's, and again, that, that goes back to the type of, you know, person players you are in games. Right. Yep. Some people are going to be like, "That's not even mean. Who cares? That's just the game." And yeah. Some people are going to be like, "I hate that." Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I will say, for me, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's like there's positives and negatives to it. Um, there's things that I like about it because you have to pay attention to the provost. Um, but also, it it can be frustrating if you go to a spot and someone you know kind of takes it there. It's it's, it's it's interesting, even with like the stealing the roles, that could be a huge part of the game. It really stinks when someone steals your role, though. You know what I mean? And there can be a lot of role stealing. We had a game where there was ended up being um, three places where you can steal roles. So you could steal one and someone could steal it right back from you. 
and then you could take it right back from them. And some of your roles might make it easier to steal roles from people, which is kind of crazy. So like yeah. I had I had one that allowed me to be able to sell goods at the end of the round. Now whoever has the most goods sold at the end of the round, like whoever's whoever has the majority in that spot is going to take a favor. Now for me, I was able to just every round be able to if I wanted to sell from that spot. And so yeah. if no one else had sold from that spot, well, I'm the majority and so I get a favor and it's it's made it more easy for me to hold on to the roles that I had. And it was good for me, but you have to think about that because roles, the, the character cards are really, really important. I, I think, I think they are. Oh I, yeah, I think they're if super important. I think if you end up with multiple character cards that are really good, especially if they feed off of each other, you're going to probably do pretty well, like I did in the last game that we played. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Let's just jump into the final thoughts. Well, I, I did want to, so I just kind of looking up some of the differences of the character. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's, so let's do that real quick. Some of the things that I have seen that I've read about online is that this is a, a more streamlined version. Uh, it's a shorter version of the original game. It's still It's much game. lighter, too, from my understanding. Like Even like right now, having it pulled up, it's weighed at 3.8, the original. Well, right now, now many people haven't played Kalos, but it's for me, it's absolutely under a three. I would say between a two and a half and a three. That's what I would place it. And it's actually point two point seven five right now on BGG. I think that's about right. Maybe yeah. even less than that. I mean, it's it felt like, you know, uh, Raiders of the North Sea without any expansion. You know what I mean? Like it... it like, I, it's one thing I like about it yeah. is that I feel like it's not... It's a... I think... On the video we did, I called it medium light. I don't think it's medium light, but it's on the lighter end of medium is probably what I would say. Um, it's one of those games that's not going to be a gateway game, but one that as you're introducing people into heavier games. It could be a next step game for yeah, sure. Yeah, a next step game is exactly right. So, I mean, that's... And I have I have heard people say that they... Negatively, they it, this is just... a not that it's bad. It is more streamlined. Even people admitting it's more streamlined, but saying that if you really like heavier games and you've loved Kalos, that this version of it might not be something that you're super excited about. That's right. That's right. And I, and I think it, ten, it seems like the people who really like Kalos as, as one of their top games tend to be gamers that are that like heavier games, I think. Yeah. It seems that way anyway. But I mean, 3.8 is a fairly heavy I mean, it's it not, is, but I never that game. Like again, I'm going back to the app version that I used to play. It never felt like it was that heavy. Yeah, it depends on the whole heavy argument, right? Yeah, some, it, some mechanically easy, but hard to make decisions to play well. Yeah, to, yeah, that's that's true. So anyway, but those are some of the things that that are being said is that it is more of a streamlined. I've heard a lot of people say that, and there so. were I have heard people say that play the original. They like this better too. You know, so it really I would I would without and I hate making comments without playing it. But I would say if you tend towards the heavier games, you might like the original better. If you're okay with doing medium to slightly less than a medium, this might be like really up your alley. You may like this a lot better. I don't know if I can say that because I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing. The other thing is you can say like time can really bump up that weight. It's true too. On there. And I don't know. I mean, the original one, the the new one is is sixty to ninety minutes. The other one, I think, is is probably more over two hours. I think um, so. It's on the the higher end of what this is. Yeah. But again, I don't have much to compare that to. It just 
online it says 60 to 150 minutes, which is, you know, a big range of an hour to two and a half hours. So there you go. Anyway, um, so for me, I really like this game a lot. And I, from what I remember, I liked the original, but it didn't like blow me away. But this one, the, the interaction between players is something that you don't often see in Euro games. But if you like that, now, for me, I do. I like interaction in games. Now, I don't like being mean if it doesn't feel like it's a part of the game. But this one, like, you know, interaction is just a part of this Gotta game. Like, there's there's nothing hidden from that in this in this game. Uh, you know, if it's a game like, like Keyflower, where you can be mean in that, but that's not necessarily, like, the style of the game then I don't sure. necessarily want to be mean in that. So for this one, I, I like and, and quite enjoy the, the player interaction in this. And this was a this was a surprise for me because I, I thought I might like it, but I didn't think I was going to like it as much as what I did. This is an eight and a half for me. Wow. I, I'm not going to wow, turn wow, down wow. a play of this. I really enjoy it. I think this is a great game for me. That's a really high score, man. Fits in that That's wheelhouse That's a really high me, score. Though. It is. I mean, this this would be potential top 10 game of the year. With that, I mean, I'm just saying. With I think highest, so, I'm not yeah. saying that it would be. I'm just saying, like, no, I think it with would. an eight and a half, it based on what I've seen you rate, like it have to at least be at least be in the conversation. I think it would be a top ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it as much as Dean does. I, I as I mentioned before, I, I really like how the board opens up as you're progressing through it. I do really like that. I really like those decisions about when to flip the tiles over, and uh, I think that's really cool. And how you kind of building a little point engine as the game's going because if you get the buildings, see the buildings that um, give you you get points for placing buildings, but the ones that are more powerful generally give you less points. So you're calculating in your mind how many times are people going to go to this over the course of the game so do i take two points now or five points now or do i take two points now thinking they'll go at least four four or five points and times over the course of the game and i'll get it um, more points than that so i like those that's really fun um the provost i don't love like that that part of the game i just don't i mean it gives you something to think about like oh i can't i shouldn't go to the spot maybe because someone could move the provost I, it's something to think about but i don't know if i love that part about it i don't hate it either it's just kind of okay um so i felt like this game overall for me was a good game this is a good game that a lot of people are going to love. And I really understand why Dean gives it an eight and a half, but it didn't give me the overwhelming feels. It kind of is probably like last week when Dean gave Paladins a seven and a half or two weeks ago uh, on the last podcast, enjoyed the game, thought it was fun. But Dean, have you been thinking about Paladins over the course of the last couple of weeks? No. See that, and that's where that's where I'm going with this. I feel like I, I won't turn down a game a whole lot. I think it's a fun game. Am I going to go out and buy it? I'm not. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven and a half also, which is a good score. I think it's a good game, but nothing that I'm like over the moon about. Can't wait to play it again. But if Dean wants to play it, yeah, I'll play it. So seven and a half. That's not a bad score at all. No, it's not. It's no eight and a half. But. It's not an eight and a half. That's true. It's no eight and a half. But well, a game that, yeah, I, yep. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny how it plays out because I'm wondering now, if we can get a copy of regular of the original Kalis, because you tend to gravitate towards heavier games than what I do, I'm wondering if you really would, you know, if that would change your score, if that would be like an eight or eight and a half for you. I'm really interested in playing the original now. We'll have to check that out. You yeah. can't play the app anymore, by the way. That's why, like, it doesn't exist in the app store. Yeah. And so I really wanted to go back and play this again. But anyway. There you go. Well, well, let's ask, though. I know you're about to say something. 
You're about to wrap it, it up. Worth it? We need. Yep. Nope. Thank you, Dean. Is it worth? It's around. It's going to be. It's for pre-order right now. Going to be around fifty bucks, maybe a little less than fifty bucks. Worth it, Dean? Yeah, I I think that's that's a pretty fair price. I mean, it is. I mentioned I love the art and components in this game. Uh, there's a lot of like wooden bits in this game, but but that's pretty much it. You know, but I, I think it's worth yep. it. Yeah, I um, I mean, for me, I don't like it enough to buy it, but I think if you're interested in it, I mean, I think the components are good. It, it's right in that wheelhouse that I like where it's under 50 bucks. Uh, it doesn't have crazy components, but they're really solid. The art's nice. The box is good. Qual- I mean, everything is the cardboard and everything is all good quality. So yeah, if you want to play this game, if you're really excited about it, I think it's worth it. Um, for me, it's just not, a game I enjoy enough to say I really want to personally go out and get it. Yeah, and if you love the original game and this is you know one of your top games, you might want to try it. You know, you might yeah. not like the streamlined changes that they've made to it, but in our you know in our review is geared more towards people who have not played this game. That's right. But I think I think if you've not played this one, you at least got to give it a give it a try because it, it's it's rated really high for a reason. Yeah, and go go on to. Um, YouTube. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it out by the time the top podcast comes out. But we we did a video review, and I just say that to say you can look at some gameplay and how the game, and so you can kind of look at it that way as well. I mean, right now, I mean, it doesn't have a ton of uh, people that have voted, but out of fifty something people, that's really low. But it's over eight, eight point two. You know, yeah. but it's but not it's released way, yet. It's which too is, low. Yeah, yeah, and it's people who are excited about it and stuff. But still, there's still a lot of positives about it. Yeah, was what I'm trying to say. Yep. Well, that is our review of Kalis 1303. It's an 8.5 from me, a 7.5 from John. Let's get on to our top five surprises of 2019. All right, so Dean and I wanted to do another top list, and I thought to myself, hey, it's around Christmas time. Let's just think about surprises. Did you get any Christmas surprises, by the way, Dean? Or did you, like, you already know everything that you were going to get? We Our brand new refrigerator stopped working. That was, that was quite an unpleasant surprise. An unpleasant surprise. But the games that you got, did you pick them out? Yes. That's pretty much... I, I did get a couple of surprises, or a few maybe, that I wasn't really sure about. So, like, on my Amazon list, I've learned to kind of narrow it down a little bit because, you know, when you have a big list, then people get games that you don't like as much. So, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to narrow it down. Well, speaking of surprises, I thought, let's talk about our top five surprises of the year, board game related. So, what we're going to do is we're going to say, what are the top five moments where you played a game... And pretty much either you were like, whoa, this is way better than I expected, or wow, this really didn't live up to my expectations. Just things like that, right, Dean? So I say let's dive in and let's go for it. So it's not like things that jump out and, and surprise you, not those kind of games? Oh! Not like that, yeah. no. It's not like you open the box and things start flying out all over the place. Jack or in the box, the game. That's right. Now, it could be it could be component related or something. We could do that. You know, like wow, I just—it was just so amazing. But I'm—I don't think I didn't do that. Did you, Dean? We'll see. Oh, okay. So maybe you did. Yeah, we started it off. Sure, I don't care. My number five is a game that has amazing components. Okay, so there you go. Actually, that wasn't a surprise, but the the gameplay was. So that is Catan Starfares. Okay, is my my number five, and so this is a game that I thought that I would enjoy based on reviews and things like that from the past version. I just didn't know how much I was going to enjoy it. 
and I loved this game. This is by designer Klaus Tuber, and this is from Catan Studios, and this is space, Catan in space, right? So yep. you are exploring space, and you, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast, we've done a video review of this, I'm not going to go heavy into it, but the changes that are in this game based on, like from regular Catan, are amazing i think you've got the the exploration cards that happen the the abilities that you can get from going to the different trading outpost all the changes that are or all the things that are added in this game based on you know regular base Catan, i think are incredible so i i really really enjoy this game a lot a lot more than i thought i might i would agree with you because my number five is your number five Catan is Catan Starfarers. Actually, I thought that might be on your list, but I thought it might be a little bit higher. A little bit higher? Well, yeah. you know, and, and the reason that it, I am a, I like playing Catan, but you have heard me on the podcast say things like the trading and stuff can get annoying. This didn't actually change that, but it fixed everything else that I didn't love about Catan. Correct. And so I agree with Dean. I was, I was looking forward to playing it. But I wasn't like, yes, I can't wait to play it. Um, but when I did, I, remember, I remember sitting back going, that was really fun. Like, I enjoyed it. And if it wasn't $80, I would pick it up. But there you go. That's for an, you know, you know since, we've, since we've done the review, I've brought this game to several several opportunities to play this game. And it just hasn't happened. But and it's I think the thing they, that they I've felt been wanted like, more, to play more than anything else. But I think lately. people feel often like I have felt like, yeah, I want to play it. It sounds interesting. But I would rather play... Anything else? Maracaibo. You know what I mean? Something else that I'm super hype about. Yeah. But I think if people gave this a chance that haven't, I think that they might be surprised as well. It can really rejuvenate the the Catan feeling, I think. Yep. Absolutely. That's, yeah, excellent. So exactly, we tied. All right, maybe our number what four about, is the same Maybe. As well. I, don't I, so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, so my number four is... A Richard Garfield game. This oh, okay. is by Amigo Games. That is Carnival of Monsters, which I didn't know anything oh. about. I didn't have many expectations at all for this. And John was like, I think you might like this one. And we played it. And he was absolutely right. And I've introduced this to to some of my college students and played it with several different people. Now, this is a card drafting game where you are collecting monsters, you know, yep. just to, to get... Uh, get, to get to the point to get points and yeah, uh, anyway so I really enjoy card drafting and this one is just it's a lot of fun it's a pretty simple game easy to teach uh, you know nothing that is going to um, like wow you in those kind of mechanics and but in a good way for me like I, I think because of the simple gameplay this game is just a lot of fun I enjoy it it almost made my list for the opposite reason like like this is one where Dean and I just kind of <sighs> I was disappointed in this. Like, and the reason I was disappointed was because I feel like, and I know that people argue with me, I feel like there were some tweaks they could have made to this game to make it awesome. And I, I just kept feeling like some games were really fun and some games I was let down with. Um, and it's the way the cards come out in the game. So anyway, I'm not, I'm not pooing on the game. I think it's cool. And if someone wants to play it, I would play it. But I was disappointed that I thought it could be even better. How dare you? I know. I knew you were gonna say something about that. Yeah, it actually, fun. I actually thought about putting on my list for that reason, but I didn't. So, <laughs> all right. So my number four was actually um, a little bit of a, a flop for me. Now, this isn't a game that if you we reviewed this on uh, YouTube, so you'll know that Dean and I both scored this. It gave it an okay score, 
But I was really, re- Dean, I was really, really, really looking forward to Freshwater Fly. I I watched a lot of videos on it. I just, I just, when I, you know, usually when I read through a rule book, I generally know whether I'm going to like it or not. And I liked it, but it just wasn't great. Is that how you yep, feel about that's it? That's exactly right. So there's, like, there's we gave games. it sevens. Like it's a good game. It's yeah. fine. But I was really expecting this to be like an eight plus for me. There's two games on my li- on that that are not in my top five, but are like six and seven. I think of games that I didn't like. I thought I was gonna love, and I didn't love. Bloomtown and Freshwater Fly are those two that could have made my list. The art's so beautiful. The components are wonderful. Yep. And the gameplay is good. But you know, since we reviewed it, I've not brought it back out. And I, I remember when I reviewed it saying, I'm going to keep it in my collection for people that really like fishing because I love fishing. But it's just never come out. Like, it could definitely be one I get rid of now. I hate yeah. to say that. It's I, just... I wouldn't, you know, if somebody said, hey, let's play this game, I would say, okay. But That's I wouldn't, how I, you I, know, agree I wouldn't with that. get like super hyped to play. And I'm not going to go out of my way to, to teach a bunch of people that game. Yeah. So I was, I was so excited about this game. Couldn't wait. I remember when I got it, I was like, yes. And then it was just good. Definitely not great for me. Yeah, that's sad. It you're is sad. Me, I was super hype on that game. <laughs> I was excited, man. Yeah, I'm, I almost kickstarted that one, and yeah. then we got the review copy. But anyway, so my number, where are we at? Number three is yes, a sir. game that was kind of a re-implementation of Roll Through the Ages, the Bronze Age. Not the exact same game, but that is Era Medieval Age. And... I really enjoyed this game, and I did not enjoy Roll Through the Ages that much. I did not think it was a very fun game. I know a lot of people like it. That's fine. But in Era, you're doing similar things, like you're rolling dice and you're building up your your kingdom, right, with all these yep. different buildings. Now, I will say that the thing that kind of falls flat for me this one on this one a little bit is that it ends abruptly, it seems like, like just when you're starting to get somewhat of like this engine type thing built, mm-hmm. then it just ends. So I, you know, and it's not like this game is a 10 for me or anything. It was just, I was, I just did not think I was going to enjoy it that much. So this is yet another one that I almost had on my list for the exact opposite reason. Um, and the reason that I, like I gave this one a, a six and a half. I thought it was pretty mediocre. The only reason it didn't make my list because I didn't have super high expectations going in. Like, Matt Leacock, I like Pandemic, but I'm not as huge of a fan as Dean is on the Pandemic series and all that kind of stuff. I was looking forward to this because of that. I mean, this is one that I requested personally because I was looking forward to it. Um, It's a good game, but I've had no desire to play it again, and I just don't really... Like, if Dean wants to play it, I'll play it. But it's nothing that I'm like, oh man, I gave it to Dean. I was just like, take it. Because like, I just, I probably won't play it. And I haven't, honestly, haven't even thought about it again until I thought about this list. Wow. So there you go. How dare you? I'm not hating on it. It's okay. I like how we got a little bit of different, differing opinions here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty good. This this list was kind of difficult. I I think I could have done a top 10 pretty easily on this one. Oh, I could have. Yeah. Easily done a top 10. All right. So my number three is a game that we just reviewed last uh, episode. That is Paladins of the West Kingdom. Really? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I thought about this of having it lower because this but I enjoy Architects and I enjoy um, Raiders of the North Sea. But with Raiders of the North Sea, if you don't add the expansions, it's just okay for me. Adding the expansions, I really like it because it adds a lot more thinkiness to it. Which that was one of the expansions I got was the um, Fields of Fame. 
because I had the other one, whatever that one's called. I can't even remember now at this point. Hall of Heroes. Um, and so what I was surprised about was how good this was base game. Like right out of the box, man. I really like Paladins of the West Kingdom. Like it's like, like I gave Architects, I think like an eight or something like that. And this was a nine. Like it was, to me, that was surprising because I was just, I was expecting to like it. Um, then I heard people say it's heavier, which I got excited about. But I really, the more I think about this game, it's one of those that's easily on my top list of the games of the year. And I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be a solid game and I didn't expect it to be one of the top games of the year. And it really, I keep thinking about it. Like I want to play it. Like it's one of those ones. There's some games that I rated around the same that I'm not thinking about as much for, I'll just be honest. I'm not thinking about Alabari near as much as I am Paladins. Sure. And I don't know if it's just because it's one of those games I just want to keep getting a better high score or something like that. But I, I and I rated those the same. But I, I like Paladins better. Yep. Yep. Fun game. Definitely not on my list. I thought I might like it better than what I did. It could have been the opposite for you. Could, yeah, I bet not. Like it wasn't that big of a surprise because yeah. I still give this a seven and a half. I think. So. Yep. Uh, all right. So my number two is a game that John owns, and I've played this a lot this year. This is a uh, Thomas Lehman game. Oh yeah. From uh, Sandcastle Games, I believe is is who published this one. That is Race Arcana. Yeah. And so I enjoy Roll for the Galaxy quite a bit. That's in my top 50 games. Race is an okay game. It's just, it's fine for me. Uh, not Race Arcana, but Race Race for the Galaxy is an okay game. So I kind of, when when John was telling me about this, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. You know, we can review it for the for the podcast or whatever. And I, I really, really like liked this it, game. Huh? And yeah. it actually, like, I've requested this multiple times. Even, you know, I just played this Do last Do you want to own this one? Kind of. I'm considering yeah. it. Yeah. I've considered it. It's only like 30 bucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. This one's, it's a lot of fun. Now you only, you have eight cards and with those cards, not all in your hand at one time, but you only have, you start off with three and you're playing these cards out, gathering resources, and you're trying to race to be the first one to 10 points. I think it is. And I might be wrong about that. That's no 12, 10. Dude, I don't even remember. 10 or 12. I just played it last week. I know. It's I been a while remember. since I played it, to be real. It's been a couple months. <laughs> anyway, it's a race to get to that set of There's a lot of, of games out there we play. That's very true. And uh, I don't know what it is about this game. It's just, it's really fast for one. You know, you can play a two-player game of this in 20 minutes, probably. I think it's 10. <laughs> is it 10? <laughs> I don't know. It's that seems right. Oh, I should know this. I really, I enjoy Race Arcana. It's, it wasn't a surprise for me. It kind of fell with what I was thinking. I think I rated an eight or something like that. Like, I like it a lot. It's a good game. Not one of my top, but, and that's kind of where I felt it might be. And it was, so nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't a surprise yeah. for me. Yep. All anyway, right. let me fun. tell you something else that was a surprise. I do. My number two is a game that was a surprise because I, now this is a game that, well, the prior game, Dean absolutely loves. He loves baseball highlights. Yes. And Dean talked Don't about you this. Don't you do it. Dean talked about this for a long time. And for a long time, I kept saying, yeah, I want to play baseball highlights. And then I finally this year got a chance to play baseball highlights. Recently, within the last and like, month or two. And I... Yeah, I would say I played it. You know when you were when you were talking about I'm about to get football, I started playing baseball. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So whenever that was, yeah. October, in October, something like early that. November, yeah. something like that. So yeah, probably two months ago or something. Like yeah, it's super recent. Um, I remember going, all right, I'm gonna start playing baseball because we're gonna do a comparison, and I finally want to play it. And I love baseball highlights. So good. I played it with my dad on Christmas Eve. I taught it to him, and he enjoyed it. It's such a good game. 
Then Dean got football highlights. Now, listen, football highlights is not a bad game. It's not a bad game. No. I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's a good game. I think it's a decent game. And I was really disappointed because I love baseball, but I also really love football. But the thing in football that I love about baseball highlights the most is the drafting. And there's just not that much drafting in football highlights. You draft one time in the middle of the game. You draft 10 cards. Well, or if you play the variant where you draft at the beginning of the game as well. But it's still like, it's, yeah, you're it right. Doesn't, it's not it like doesn't feel huge. like I'm, I agree with that. It feels like there's a better, more of a progression in baseball highlights. Like I'm getting that, I'm getting that drafting as it's going on. You know what I mean? Like I play six cards and then I'm going to draft. I'm going to play six cards. Then we're going to draft. You know, it feels like it's just more, uh, I guess, woven in and out of the game. Sure. You know, and so I like that. And I like football highlights, but also the way that you play a card versus the other player and stuff and you block them. It just, for something, it just, it just doesn't really do it for me. I like it. If Dean wants to play it, I'll play it. But I was like really excited about football highlights and it's good. But I like baseball so much more. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. I do. I love, you know, baseball highlights is a top three game for me. But and, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering, I have not played a tournament of football highlight, highlights yet. I don't think it, it's never going to surpass baseball for me. I, I'm pretty sure of that. But I'm wondering if you play that style, if that would be pretty fun, like playing for the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sure it would be. And the other thing is, if you if you if you are okay with randomness in games because you do have the randomness but it's very thematic football highlights is but there's a lot of randomness because of that but there is a there is definitely like but i mean there's randomness in baseball highlights too but you can mitigate it a little better with the on deck well you can do that kind of in in football highlights too yeah i think yeah. probably i had higher i don't know i didn't have super high expectations but i would have liked it to have been a little bit better but i still really really like football highlights yeah i, I mean I, I like it and i mean is it the best football board game? Probably. Have I'm trying to think. I don't football? know. That's what I'm trying to think through. Like maybe some old stuff back in the day. So, I mean, if you really like football and you want to, I think I don't, this, I don't want anyone to think I think that football highlights is a bad game. It's not bad. It's just in comparison to the glory of baseball. It just didn't quite scratch that itch. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But. Well, that's football highlights. John was surprised at how bad it was. That's not He's, what I'm saying, Dean. You're putting words in my mouth. Just kidding. No, I, I quite enjoy football highlights. But my number one is a game that was number one. a big surprise. What? Is that surprising? <laughs> uh, it, it ought to be. I bet this will surprise you what I say. Really? Yes. I'm excited. I'm hyped now. I think so. Uh, can, I, can I give another of my honorable mentions that could have been? Oh my like, gosh. I mean, you're going, what did I say? I said you're Bloom going Town. to other I say yes. <laughs> what did I say? Bloomtown and oh, Freshwater Fly. Yeah, uh, Tiny Towns would have been in my top ten as well, probably around that seven or eight, somewhere around. I there. thought that might be on your list. Yeah, it's not, but I quite like Tiny Towns. Now, Point Salad is my number oh. one surprise of the year. Point Salad is by AEG Games, and this is a straight up card drafting game so you have uh cards out on the board and you're going to be taking two of those or taking one of the point cards and that's all you're doing and you you can potentially flip cards over if you want to change from the point side to a vegetable side but all you're doing is collecting sets in this game super light game takes about 15 to 30 minutes is what it says on bgg and this is just a lot of fun and because it's such a simple game, 
I, I guess I thought eh, it'll be okay, but I, I've really enjoyed this one a lot. I haven't picked this one up yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, so I, you know, I didn't like it as much as you did. I don't think I, I like Point Salad, and it is. I have played it quite a bit. Honestly, when I think about games I've played this year, um, this is one of the could be one of the top ten even because I've brought it out in a lot of situations because it's so fast and easy to play. Um, personally, I think it's a it's a good game and I enjoy it, but I'm not over the moon about it or anything like that. But it's, it's good. good. I think for both of us though, it's a go to filler. Oh, it is. That's why I said it's it's so yeah. yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't surprised by that is why I didn't put it on the list. Like I I just when I saw a video on, I was like, yep, I'm gonna like this for for what it is, and I do. Yep, a lot of fun. Point salad. All right, so my number one is a game that really soars, but at first I thought it flopped. How do you like that, Dean? John's number one is, let me say it. Yes, sir. Wingspan. Wingspan. And here's why it's a surprise. It's, this is a more interesting surprise than my other ones. Dean and I did a YouTube video review of this when it first came out, and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I played it multiple times, too, because we don't like doing reviews if we haven't played it at least several times. And I remember playing it, giving it a 7.5, very much like the game that we just reviewed, Kalos. I thought it was a good game. I thought it was a solid game, but it didn't have me coming back for more. Like, and it was one I was like, I don't really care to own. And then I don't even remember how this happened, but it came back out in another scenario months later. Like, I think maybe like this last August or something like that. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to, yeah, let's play it. Like, like I would play Kalos. Like, yeah, let's play it. And I went, I played it again and I went, wow, okay. This is better than I thought it was. And then I went out and bought it. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy it. And then I played it again and I went, darn it, this is really good. This is a, like, it is, the more I play it, the more I went, this is a really good game. It is. And it's, and then I started playing it with people who, kind of like Kalos, not gateway folks, but people who aren't into really heavy games, but somewhere kind of in between. And they were loving it. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of, brain power or whatever that it, brain brain thingies that's it, it scratches my brain <laughs> what yeah. are you saying it scratches my brain's itch without <laughs> without it being super heavy or anything like it is ex- wingspan is streamlined it's wonderful i remember literally dean looking at it going how is wingspan in the top 100 i remember thinking how is it now you and know. now i go you know what i was wrong about it originally. And and that's even saying it was good. This is a great game. It's fantastic. I really like Wingspan. It's definitely a top game of the year. De- not my top, my favorite by any stretch, but it's one of those it'll be a I'm pretty sure it'll be a top 10 game for me this year. Yep. So it will go. be for me too. I love Wingspan a lot. This is a really fun game. Okay, we didn't really talk about this before, John, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a game that you played this year that was a surprise that was not necessarily released? So this list that we did was all 2019 releases. Something else outside of 2019 that you played this year? Absolutely. No doubt about it. My favorite game of all time. I was introduced to for the first time this year, very early in the year. I think it was like January. We did a podcast, a Meeple Town Museum on terraforming Mars and Concordia. Yeah. And I was, this is Concordia was one that I've, I've wanted to play, but it wasn't like, I wasn't craving to play it. In fact, when I think, yeah, Meeple Town, you picked Concordia. We did like a, a, a Twitter poll and I, I, there was other ones on the list I would rather have done. Yep. It wasn't my top. Uh-huh. And, 
it's my favorite game of all time right now. Like it really is. Like I, I love Concordia and super stunned of how stinking good that game is. It's a really good game. And you didn't, not that you didn't like it the first time or two, right? But you just thought it was, it was, I liked it a lot, but it was, it was the first time or two. I think I would have probably rated it like an eight and a half or something like it's really good, really solid game. You know, top 50 easy, yeah. probably. Um, maybe even a nine. I remember really liking it. I rated it a nine on the podcast. Okay. So I remember thinking, this is a really good game. But then I just kept, I played it, I bought it yeah. almost immediately. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, this game is so, so good. Yeah. And I mean, I rated Terraforming Mars a 10 and this a nine. Well, I rated this higher in my top 50 that we did this <laughs> summer. I gave it, um, yeah, my number one game of all time right now you know terraforming mars not since you brought that up it's not a surprise for me but that one keeps rising for me every time i play it i, I recently got a play of it it's in, such a good game man. like last weekend i think and i've been playing the app a lot and i just love that game but that's not mine mine is a game that we did a review of that is root which i gave oh, yeah. I, if i remember right i rated it a, an eight and a half i knew i would like that or this would yeah it's such it's, a good game same thing for you in, in concordia it just kept rising and rising and rising for me and then yep. it's it's a 10 for me it's in my top my top 10 i can't remember exactly where it was maybe like five or six or something like that but all right i'm gonna ask you a question then and i'm gonna answer it while you're thinking What's your biggest flop of the year that you that doesn't have to have been released? My biggest flop, like game, a surprise flop, yes, or just surprise, okay. surprise flop. Sorry, the, the for me without a doubt is Euphoria. I love Jamie Stegmeier. I had not played Euphoria this year at all. Uh, I mean, prior to this year, and then when they came out with the expansion, Dean brought that out with the game, and I thought it's so mediocre. And I love his other games. I'm a, such a big fan of Viticulture. Uh, I'm a big fan, huge fan of Scythe. Um, I really like Tapestry. I could care less to ever play Euphoria again. That's a tough one. I think for me, it actually, it probably is a 2019 release. I know this is going... It's okay, you it's can just do that. The, it's the, I didn't do any flops on my top five. I think probably for me, it is... I think it's Bloomtown. Bloomtown. I think, because I really enjoyed... Yeah, I would say so. So I, I loved um, Quadropolis quite a bit. And so Bloomtown, I thought, was going to be an improvement on that. And for me, it just It just wasn't. wasn't, and so it was just kind of meh for you, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The only I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say is um, my only... Dean got to mention several ones that were almost on his top five list, and I haven't even mentioned one. Well, the one that almost made it that... Oh, maybe I did mention one. Whoops. I don't know. Uh, I did mention Carnival of Monsters was close. This one, though, is... Um, Nanty Narking. Dean loves Nanny Narking. I love Martin Wallace. And I <laughs> didn't like it thing. that much. It was okay. But it almost it was it was really borderline making this list because I was so just not excited about it after I played it. That was my biggest disappointment in you for the year. I know. Because I, I was really I was excited. That game. I was like, I, I know. Because I do like it quite a bit. I was ready to be all excited and then it just wasn't that good. My biggest disappointment for you is Irish Gage. Yeah, for sure. You really <laughs> I like that game and you just don't like it at all. And I was like, was man. A, yeah. I didn't think you would love it though. I didn't think you would love it, but I thought you'd like it better than the score that you gave it. I remember being like, Really? You just didn't like it. It was a slog getting through that for me. But it's not it's like an hour long game. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Does it feel like years 
taken off my no, life. For like minutes, it was so fun. Just kidding. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 31 and our last episode of 2019, that's right. I believe, right? That's right. All right, John, tell people how they can get in touch with us All right. in 2019. Yeah, they'll be in 2000. 2020. They'll be in 2020 when they hear this. That's right. Yes, they will. It'll right, be it'll be January first. Right release at midnight. That's, that's right. right. Um, we are on YouTube. If you want to watch some of our videos, we're on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter, all at Meeple Town Games. And we are Board Game Geek Guild thirty four zero seven seven. Hey, we should have started off the episode with something like hey, Happy New Year. Mm, well, thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Mm-hmm.